0: Radio 680 WCTF. John, can you hear me? Are we doing all right, John? Got you, Tom. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Can you hear me? Can you hear Ed? Got you guys loud and clear. Loud and clear, okay. We're ready to do business, then. We're doing a little technical checking out. We're doing the show a different way tonight for our listeners. Tom Kearney here, the Tom Kearney Show, a little bit of live and in real-time radio. And on this Thursday night, uh, June 18th, We are going to continue a series of catching up programs Uh, for the last 15 or 20 years. Dr. Edward Funkhauser has been our keeper of uh, the necrology, and that is a list of those who have died in recent days and who deserve to be remembered. And because I was out of action for about three months, we built up quite a list, and, and the list has been added to by the fact that a number of people have died that might not have died because of the virus epidemic and so on. Dr. Funkhouser, are you there? I'm here, Tom. Are you ready to, to start down the list tonight? We're going yeah. to do sports figures tonight. Yeah, tonight we have uh, about
1: 30 on our list of sports uh, figures who have passed away um, it, uh, earlier in this year. Uh, and I'm going to start tonight, Tom, with uh, one of your favorite and one of my favorite, one of everybody's favorite, Mr. Tiger, Al Kaline. Um, Al Kaline died April 6th. He was 85 years old. He's, of course, a Hall of Fame Major League outfielder for the Tigers. He played Major League Baseball for 22 years, Tom, from 53 to 74. Uh, He was an 18-time All-Star, 10-time Gold Glove winner. And, of course, he was an American League batting champion at age 20 in 1955. I remember seeing him play, by the way, in 1956. Uh, He had over 3,000 hits, World Series champion in 1968. And he, he became, after he retired from baseball, a color commentator on the Tigers TV broadcast. And then he worked in the main office, the front office for the Tigers. So he worked for the Tigers continuously from 1953 until his passing this year. Tom, that's
0: 67 years. And Ed reportedly, Henry Ford III, I think, the guy who was running the motor company in the 50s when he broke in, the first thing he did when he got to his office every morning was to pull out his desk and check Al Kaline's batting average. Well, it was always very good. Yeah. He was a great year. Native of Baltimore. And he barely escaped Baltimore. That is, they almost got him to play for the Orioles. Right, right. (laughs) Uh, Don Shula, another Hall
1: of Famer. Uh, of course, in the National Football League this time, he, he did play. He, he played seven seasons as a defensive back, uh, most notably with the Baltimore Colts. But Don Shula is, of course, as famous as the head coach of the Colts from 63 to 69, and then famously as the Miami Dolphins head coach for 25 years, 1970 to 95, of course, he had outstanding success with the Dolphins. He won more games than any other head coach, and he won the 1968 NFL Championship with the Colts, two Super Bowls with the Dolphins, and he coached the Dolphins to an undefeated season in 1972. It was 14-0 with the Dolphins. Oh, that's only been done
0: that one time. Right. He was coach of the year four times, was Don Shula. And we should note that uh, at least one of his sons has followed him into the profession, and I think at one time was the head coach at Alabama. That is correct. He's
1: Mike. That's his name, Mike Shula. Another Hall of Famer, Bobby Mitchell. Um, he was a halfback and receiver for the Cleveland Browns, but notably for the Washington Redskins from 1962 to 1968. Several times he was the leading receiver in the National Football League, and uh, receiving touchdowns leader as well. A Pro Bow selection four times, scored 91 touchdowns in his career. He was the first African-American to play for the Washington Redskins in 1962. The Redskins were the last team in the National Football League to integrate. Um, and after his playing days were over, he worked in the Redskins front office for 34 years until 2003, Elected to the National Football League Hall of Fame in 1983, Bobby Mitchell had played college football at the University of Illinois. Willie Davis died April 15th. He was 85 years old. Also in the Hall of Fame, a defensive player, um, uh, a defensive end for 12 seasons, uh, 10 seasons uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Of course, he received many awards and honors, uh, member of the 1960s NFL All-Decade team. With the Packers, he was a five-time NFL champion and a two-time Super Bowl champion, uh, uh, Super Bowls one and two. And oh, Interestingly, Willie Davis played before sacks, that is, tackling the quarterback for a loss. Uh, he played before those statistics were kept. But researchers now believe that if his sacks had been recorded, he would be the Packers' all-time leading sacks leader. And Willie Davis was an Army veteran. He was educated at Grambling State University, but he held a master's degree in business administration from the University of Chicago. And he sat on boards of directors for major U.S. corporations and was president of a radio broadcasting company, was Willie Davis. He was one of the leaders of the great Lombardi team. Yes, indeed. uh, That Green Bay had in the 60s. Turning our attention now to basketball, Jerry Sloan died May 22nd at 78. He played 11 seasons with the Chicago Bulls. Um, He had been a college player with the University of Evansville, but he was the head coach of the Bulls for a few years. Uh, but he was a longtime head coach of the Utah Jazz from 1988 to 2011. His 27-year career as an NBA head coach earned him membership in the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2009. He ranks as the fourth winningest coach in NBA history, and he is the longest tenured coach with one team in American Major League sports history. 23 years with the Utah Jazz. Jerry Sloan. And Mickey Wright died February 14th. She was 85 years old, Hall of Fame, professional golfer. Uh, She won a bunch of uh, ladies' professional golf uh, tour events. She won the second most all-time. Kathy Whitworth was number one. She won 13 major championships, did Mickey Wright. She retired in 1969 at age 34, due to problems with their feet, and she competed only occasionally after that, and of course won many, many awards and received many honors. Um, in a golf magazine survey of experts in 2009, she was voted the eighth best golfer in history and the top
0: women's golfer of all time. Mickey, right. okay. Right. Uh, now, let me say, we'll, we'll, with your permission, we'll take a break here and uh, come back. Uh, if you've just joined us, what you're listening to is Dr. Edward Funkhauser, our keeper of records for our uh, necrology. A necrology is a list of those who have passed away and uh, deserve to be remembered. We started doing this, or at least I got involved in it, years ago when somebody called me up off the air and said, uh, Is Harry Nielsen still alive? Uh, and he's the guy who did the, the song, Everybody's Talking at Me. And I said, Well, I just don't know. Well, it turned out that Harry had slipped away uh unnoticed by myself, and I'm the kind of person who sort of likes to know things like that, and I think there are others who like to know uh, when figures who have been part of our lives have have passed away. So we started keeping a list and periodically bringing it on the radio, and we are a little bit behind because of my recent absence from the program, so Dr. Funkhauser has appeared a number of times to help us catch up with this. We'll have more. We're doing sports figures tonight right after this. And we're back on Thursday night, June eighteenth, twenty twenty. The live Tom Kearney show tonight. Updating our necrology with some more uh, uh, entries of those people who passed away in February, March, and uh, February, March, and April, and some in May, as a matter of fact. Doctor Edward Frankhauser is our keeper of the record, and uh, he's ready to go back to the list. Yeah, and we're doing sports figures
1: tonight, Tom, uh, and so. Um, I want to do some baseball folks that we all remember, and one of them I know you remember is Johnny Antonelli. Um, passed away February 28th. He was 89 years old. He was a left-handed major league pitcher. Pitched for four teams, but we remember him mostly for pitching with the Giants, both the New York and San Francisco versions. Six-time National League All-Star, twice won 20 games. Uh, he was the star of the 54 Giants pitching staff when the Giants won the 54 World Series. He won 21-7 that year, Tom, um, a lifelong resident of
0: Rochester, New York. Let me say for the fans who are old enough, that was the year the Giants won, and weren't supposed to, and that was the year of Dusty Rhodes, if you remember him. Yes, indeed. Yes, there we go. Bob Watson uh, passed away May
1: 14th, 74 years old. I played for 19 seasons, primarily as a first baseman, From '66 to 1984, uh, played with four different teams, but 14 of those years were with the Astros. He was a two-time All-Star, but he was a coach after his uh, playing days were over. Then he became general manager of the Astros, and then he became the general manager of the New York Yankees uh, uh, until 1998. Uh, in his 1996 Yankee team won the World Series, um, and then from 1998 to 2010, for 13 seasons, he was the Major League Baseball Vice President in charge of discipline, rules, and on-field operations. When the ride was over, he had his say. Yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. Uh, Bob Oliver, remember Bob Oliver? He played for nine years. Um, for many teams, um, notably with the Kansas City Royals, he once went 6-for-6 six six in a nine-inning game. He also hit the first-ever Royals Grand Slam in 1969, which was the Royals' first season. Um, he was the father, by the way, of Major Leaguer Darren Oliver, who pitched in the Major Leagues for 21 seasons uh, from '93 to 2013. Bob Oliver died April 19th, 77 years old.
0: Was Darren Oliver the, the side armor the Submariner? Yes, he was a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: for well, I think the Orioles, if I remember. Yeah, uh, I think several teams, yeah, yeah, but right. Okay. I mean, he had a 21 year career. His dad, uh, between the two of them, they played Major League Baseball for 30 years. <laughs> okay, we want to mention two baseball players from the. Um, Uh, Toronto Blue Jays, and one of them is Doniso Garcia, died April 15th, age 83. The other, Tony Fernandez, February 16th. He was only 57 years old, was Tony Fernandez, but both were excellent. Uh, Garcia was a second baseman for 12 seasons, two-time All-Star, won a Silver Slugger Award. Um, He was a superb soccer player, by the way and captain of the Dominican Republic national team in 74. He was born in San Pedro de Macoris, Dominican Republic, a community that is known as the birthplace of very many major leaguers. Tony Fernandez uh, was a shortstop from 83 to 2001. He most notably played for the Blue Jays and other teams, uh, but mostly for the Blue Jays. We remember him. Five-time All-Star, won four gold gloves, uh, he was a beloved figure in Toronto, passed away of kidney disease at age 57.
0: And, and I will say that town in uh, in the Dominican Republic that you mentioned, a remarkable number of those players that, uh, that are produced there are shortstop. That's correct. That is the case. Um,
1: Ed Farmer died April 1st. He was 70. He was a pitcher, and he was a major league broadcaster for the White Sox for many years, played for... Uh, Eight different teams uh, in 12 years. As primarily as a relief pitcher, he was an all-star in 1980, had 30 saves in 1980. Uh, He passed away of kidney disease, which he had battled for more than 20 years. Ed Farmer. I know one of your favorite players, and a lot of people's favorite player, was Jimmy Wynn. Died uh, March 26th, 78. And a lot of people think that Jimmy Wynn is is way far un- unheralded. He he uh, was a Major League Baseball player most of his career with the Houston Colt 45s and Astros. He played in a very tough place to play, the Astrodome. He had 291 home runs, three-time All-Star, and boy was he popular in Houston. And
0: sure.
1: again, most analysts today believe he was a very... Underrated baseball player. His number twenty four was retired by the Astros in two thousand five.
0: And he was known for hitting all those home runs in a really hard place to hit home runs. That's right. He wasn't. He wasn't a big guy. Jimmy Wynn was known as the toy cannon. Yep, and he was. Uh, he was fun to watch. Yep. It was. yep, they they loved him.
1: They loved him. Yeah.
0: Well, Glenn Beckert died April twelfth.
1: He was seventy nine. He was a major league baseball player for eleven seasons. And he was uh, a mainstay at second base for the Chicago Cubs from 1965 to 1973. And throughout those nine seasons he played, he played beside shortstop John Kessinger Wright. Uh, I think Ron Santo was at third, too. So. Right. He was a four-time All-Star won a gold glove in 1968. Uh, led the league in runs scored in 1968, as a matter of fact had a 283 career batting average, uh, and is in the Chicagoland Hall of Fame. Uh, Matt Keough died May 2nd. He was 64, uh, pitcher for nine years in the major leagues for five different teams, uh, most notably, again, uh, with one team, the Oakland Athletics, an all-star in 1978, but in 1979, Matt Keogh lost his first 14 games, Tom. He finished the season 2-17. and 17. Ooh. However, his record the next year, 1980, was 16-13. and 13, And he won the American League Comeback Player of the Year Award. Uh, and he threw 57 complete games in his major league career. That doesn't happen anymore, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, He was the son of Marty Keogh, who was a major league outfielder who played from 1956
0: to 1966. Okay, how are we doing on time, Tom? We're okay. We've got about three minutes left here, so you've got time for two or three more.
1: Well, let me talk about some local people. And by local, I mean
0: state of North Carolina.
1: Okay? Okay. Okay, Bob Burke died March 28th, is 74 years old. He was the head basketball coach at Shawan University, Murfreesboro, North Carolina, from 1980 to 2002. Now, Shawan was a junior college until 1993, when it became a four-year university and moved to NCAA Division III competition. Um, Burke won 419 games in his 22 years at Shawan, including 12 consecutive 20-win seasons. Tom, in 1982, he recruited a player from Raleigh's Inlow High School. The kid was named Nate McMillan, and he went to Shawan. and he would later be a star player for Jim Valvano at NC State University and have a 13-year career in the NBA with the Seattle Supersonics, as a matter of fact, did Nate McMillan. Well, McMillan became the head coach of the NBA's Portland Trailblazers, And when he was named the head coach of the Trailblazers, he hired Burke as his assistant coach. Uh, McMillan, by the way, is currently the head coach of the Indiana Pacers. And in the summers, by the way, Bob Burke worked as an instructor at the well-known Campbell University basketball camp, along with John Wooden, among others, the great UCLA coach. Bob Burke. You wanted to say something about Mike Curtis? He died April twentieth, age seventy-seven. Tom, yeah, do I get to tell my story now? Well, I don't. If you have time, yeah, he played, yeah, played for Duke. He was a great player at Duke, and then in the in the NFL,
0: he was not a very big. Uh, he was a linebacker, if I remember correctly, Right. he was about two twenty-five, two thirty. But he just wasn't a hulker. But he was known as about the hardest hitting uh, tackler in the NFL. And one Sunday afternoon when I was watching a game, a fan got loose on the field and was running down the middle, uh, cutting up as fans do. And of all the people who who ended up taking him out, it was Mike Curtis. And I am pretty sure that to this day that guy's teeth are rattling, if he has any of them left. (laughs) Well, he was the AFC
1: Defensive Player of the Year in 1970, and he was named the Colts' Most Valuable Player in 1974. Uh, he was an NFL champion in 1968 and a Super Bowl champion in 71. But he played college football at Duke where he was a two-time All-ACC selection and an academic All-American. And he's in the Duke
0: University Sports Hall of Fame. We we remember Mike Curtis. And while we're doing that, Ed, you're going to get a chance to catch your breath. Now, that was one of your longest runs that you had. But We need to take a break and check on the news. Ed Funkhauser is bringing our... Uh, necrology to us, a list of those people from the sports world, by the way, who've died uh, in the last two or three months, and uh, maybe they slipped by and you didn't even notice it. Right now, we need to check the news on WPTF. A lot of sports figures have passed away since uh, the beginning of, well, about February, when we had to discontinue broadcasting for a while because of uh, medical necessity, but we've come back, and Dr. Ed funkhauser, former professor of communications at NC State, and was sometime radio announcer in his life. he likes to keep his hand in it and we we like to have him with us on this program and he keeps the list of those who have have passed along and uh, we sometimes want to be reminded i for instance uh, did not know that two or three of the people that he's mentioned tonight uh charm uh, but I'll be all right in a minute. Uh, Bobby Mitchell. I did not know he had passed away, and uh, I think I remember that Al Kaline had passed away, but I'm never real sure about that. But we need to get back to our sports figures now, Ed. Okay, sure. And we were uh, we're going to continue with our theme of
1: local sports figures, and by local, I'm talking about the state of North Carolina. And we want to mention Joe Ferabee, F E R E B E E. He died March 18th at the age. H- Of 101, Um, uh, Joe is the athletic director and baseball coach at Pfeiffer University in Meisenheimer, North Carolina. He coached baseball there from 1958 to 1987. That's 29 years, Tom. He won 677 baseball games as a coach at Pfeiffer. He also coached American Legion baseball games, and he won 694 of those. (laughs) Uh, between 1989 and 2015, he was elected to the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame in 2002 in the baseball a field at Pfeiffer is named Joe Farabee Field in his honor.
0: And I want to point out to those who do not know that Pfeiffer is located off of uh, North Carolina 49 right. between Asheboro and Charlotte. It's only about a mile off of 49, and it's very close to Albemarle and Salisbury. Right. Okay, well, here's another uh, very well-known athlete who uh,
1: is local uh, from the state of North Carolina, Curly Neal. His first name was actually Frederick, Frederick Curly Neal, passed away March 26, 877, and of course, we know Curly Neal played for the Harlem Globetrotters for 22 years. He appeared in more than 6,000 basketball games in 97 countries, Tom. (laughs)
0: uh, Ed, let me tell you a piece of trivia about that before you go on. The Harlem Globetrotters in 1964 played a basketball game in Harlem. They had existed since 1923, I think, and it was the first time they had ever played in Harlem. They, they, in fact, were Globetrotters. (laughs) Yeah, they were.
1: Uh, He played from 1963 to 1985. And By the way, he was also an untold, untold number and variety of TV programs And animated cartoons. Remember, there was a Globetrotters cartoon on Saturday morning. Uh, He was the ball handler, remember? And so he displayed many talents and tricks in handling, dribbling, passing the basketball. And you know why he was named Curly, don't you? There wasn't a piece of hair on his head. (laughs) Completely bald. He was a native of Greensboro. Played basketball at Johnson C. Smith University in Charlotte where he averaged 23 points per game and was named an all-conference player. Inducted into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame in 2008. Well, uh, here's one of your favorite people. I know this, Tom, and that's Carl Tacey. Oh, yeah. Uh, Died April 2nd, age 86. Of course, he was the head basketball coach at Wake Forest, your alma mater, um, 1972 to 1985. He had previously been the head coach at Marshall, in West Virginia for one season, the previous season. Uh, who did he recruit at Wake, Wake Forest? Well, among others, Muggsy Bogues, Danny Young, uh, and Anthony Ticci. Um Tacy's one loss record at Wake Forest was 222 wins and 149
0: losses. And, then one of the things that Wake Forest fans remember is that against uh, the certain teams, let's say Carolina, Duke, and State, his record was better than one would have expected. So he did well against the the, uh, the uh, teams that uh, right. were regarded as competitors. And his Wake Forest teams won twenty or more
1: games five times, uh, including four years in a row from nineteen eighty 1980 to nineteen eighty four. He had attended himself uh, Davis and Elkins College in West Virginia, played basketball there, inducted into the Wake Forest Hall of Fame in nineteen eighty five. Carl T.C. All right, Tom, uh, let's change gears a bit and go to some football players. And here's one that I remember so well. For one evening, one well, it wasn't the evening. I think it was a day game. But April the 4th, at age 73, Tom Dempsey passed away. He was a place kicker in the NFL for 10 years for five different teams. But we remember him kicking for the New Orleans Saints, and he is in the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame even though he played for the Saints only one year. How about that? And that's because he had one famous accomplishment. On November the 8th, 1970, Tom Dempsey kicked a 63-yard field goal as time expired to give the Saints a 19-17 victory over the Detroit Lions. It was the longest field goal in the National Football League from then, that's 1970, until 2013, That's 43 years. Uh, In 2013, Matt Prater kicked a 64-yarder for the Broncos. How about that? That's when the record was broken up. Dempsey was born with no toes on his right foot, his kicking foot, and wore a specially modified shoe because of that. And the shoe had a flattened toe area, which some argued gave Dempsey an advantage. So they had, uh, of course, a big controversy But that faded away after an analysis showed the shoe provided no significant advantage.
0: Well, I can remember, I actually saw a video of that kick today on television. I was watching uh, uh, some sports channel, uh, ESPN, and they showed uh, the kick. And and the thing that I remember is the defensive players who were supposed to be blocking it just stood there for a very long time in disbelief that the, the thing had been made.
1: Yeah, and by the way, uh, he died in New Orleans due to complications from COVID-19, the disease caused by the coronavirus. Okay, all right. Pete Retzlaff died April 10th, age 88. He was a star halfback in end for the Philadelphia Eagles for 10 seasons uh, from 56 to 66. He was in the Pro Bowl five times, the player of the year uh, in 1965. He was a native of South Dakota, was Pete Retzlaff, and he was a running back for South Dakota State College. What's really interesting about Pete Retzlaff is he led the National Football League with 56 pass receptions in 1958, even though he never caught a pass in college. Mm, That's interesting. (laughs) He was president of the NFL Players Association and vice president and general manager for a while, of the
0: Eagles,
1: matter of fact. Um, how much time we have? Doing uh, okay? Uh, we can do a couple more, and then we'll take a break. Timothy Brown passed away April 4th, age 82, a football player. However, we want to not confuse this person with Tim Brown, who won the 1987 Heisman Trophy. This Timothy Brown was an NFL running back and kick returner, mostly for the Eagles uh for 10 years he was a three-time pro bowler and two-time nfl champion with the eagles and then with the colts in 1968 he held many eagles team records for kick returns kick return yards etc and he's in the eagles hall of fame but that's not all we know about timothy brown he also was an actor and he was one of four actors here you go tom your trivia this is for your trivia night maybe One of four actors who appeared in both the 1970 MASH movie as Corporal Judson and the MASH TV series as Dr. Oliver Spearchucker Jones during 1972, which was MASH's first season on TV. So he was in both the movie and the TV show, MASH. One of the few, not the only one, but one of the few who were in both. Right. There are four, apparently. Yeah. He appeared in 17 movies, uh, was a singer and tap dancer also. Timothy Brown. I want to mention John Tierlink, T-E-E-R-L-I-N-C-K, died May 10th, age 69. He was a defensive line coach for 23 years in the National Football League, Uh, notably with the Broncos and the Colts, but other teams as well. Is regarded by many as the greatest defensive line coach in the National Football League history. 31 of his players have been selected to the Pro Bowl, Uh, And seven of his players had at least 100 career sacks. He was a three-time Super Bowl champion. And the annual National Football League Best Defensive Line Coach Award is named the John Tierlink Award in his honor.
0: Ah, That's good. That's good. Um, Let's take a break. All right. It's it's, it's 943. We've got a quarter of the program left, so you get to – Recharge your voice and get your energy back up. And okay. We'll come back and talk about some more sports figures who have left us. All right? We're back in time for the Tom Kearney show. Can't even pronounce my own name. And uh, it's live and in real time. I need to do a couple of promo items. One, tomorrow night will be trivia night, and we, it'll be a general trivia night. We hope you'll join and see if you can come up with the answer. And Monday night, we're going to have a special guest, uh, Blake. It's just a lady now. I had to John and I had to check this out. Blake Hill Saya S. A. Y. A. who has authored a book about a Durham figure. Aaron McDuffie Moore, who's one of the founders and uh, controllers of uh, the Durham Economic Community, the North Carolina Mutual Insurance Company and uh, other things that made Durham one of the well, it was known as the the Wall Street of the South for a while, a very influential resident of the Bull city and uh like can't say I will be on on uh, Monday night to talk about that book. Tonight, Dr. Edward Funkhauser is here talking about those who have died, whose names we probably knew but may have let it slip by us. And, uh, and we've got a uh, uh, few minutes left in the program. Okay, um, uh, we're talking
1: about sports figures tonight, Tom, and I want to mention some quickly. Del Schaffner uh, passed away March 11th, age 85. He was a wide receiver in the NFL for 11 seasons, Um, He was in five Pro Bowls, um, was a member of the NFL All-Decades team for the 1960s, was Del Schaffner, and if you're a certain age, you'll certainly remember him. Uh, Pepper Rogers uh, was a college football player, played at Georgia Tech, but he became the coach at uh, Georgia Tech uh, after uh, his Air Force service. He went in the Air Force, and he was a pilot there, came back out. Uh, and started a coaching career. He coached at Kansas, UCLA, and at uh, Georgia Tech. Uh, and he was also director of football operations for the NFL's Washington Redskins uh, for three years, from 2001 to 2004. Pepper Rogers died May 14th, age 88. Well, Tom, you remember a George? Well, I do. Hard was, was, to forget her. Yeah, she was Miss Texas, 1970 and Miss America of 1971, but she was one of the first women to play a major role in professional sports media coverage. She she served uh, two stints as host to the pregame The NFL Today show, remember that, between 75 and 1983 on CBS, and she served briefly also as a news anchor on the CBS Morning News. She was the first lady of Kentucky also from 1979 to 1983, being married to the governor of Kentucky, John Y. Brown, Jr. They had two children together, as a matter of fact. She
0: has written five books, uh, one a cookbook, Chicken by George. Phyllis oh, George. Hold on to I need to say. I think John Y. Brown was big in Colonel Sanders' business. Well... <laughs> <laughs> That makes a lot of sense, there being in mm-hmm. Kentucky and all that. Right. Well, I mean, I think that's where where his cash came from, if I remember correctly. I may be wrong about that, but uh, uh, but they always get the girls in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Hank, uh,
1: Hank Steinbrenner.
0: Hank uh, Steinbrenner,
1: April 14th, he was 63 years old. He was George Steinbrenner's son. Um, which Steinbrenner had owned the Yankees, Um um, from 1973 until his death in 2010, the Steinbrenner's family's wealth, by the way, came from the shipping industry, especially building or carrying ships in the Great Lakes. So they had a lot of money. Um, Hank was George's older son; Hal, the younger. Um, Hank was a co-owner, but Hal became the chairman and the managing general partner, and the one that really saw oversaw the day-to-day operation of the Yankees after his dad passed away. And he's still there, isn't he? That's correct. I believe that is right. Uh, Mike McCaskey was the chairman of the board of the Chicago Bears, passed away May 16th, age 76. Um, He is the son of the Bears' current owner, Virginia Hallis McCaskey, and he... You heard that middle name, didn't you, Tom Hallis? Yes, Harris. I did. I did. <laughs> and a grandson of legendary Bears player, coach, and owner George Hallis. He was 76 years old when he passed away on May 16th. Uh, he had served in the Peace Corps in Ethiopia, did Michael McCaskey.
0: piece of trivia for you. George Hallis once played baseball in the major leagues, and he played for the Yankees very briefly. yes. I remember that? I did know that,
1: but only very briefly, as a matter of fact. Uh, you
0: know, just, yeah, very
1: briefly. Um, let's see here. Doug Sanders, a golfer, a very active golfer, had 20 wins on the PGA Tour, died April 12th. He was 86 years old, member of the 1967 U.S. Ryder Cup team as well, native of Georgia, attended the University of Florida. He, by the way, is in both the Georgia and the Florida Sports Hall of Fame. So a uh, famous guy there, Tavares Jackson, that uh, April 12th, age 36. He's a quarterback of the National Football League for three different teams for 10 seasons, as a matter of fact, uh, was the starting quarterback in 07 and 08 for the Vikings, also for the Seattle Seahawks in 2011. Sadly, uh, Tavares Jackson passed away in a motor vehicle accident in Alabama, age 36. Um... Remember Bobby Winkles? He was a baseball coach at Arizona State University, but he also was the manager of the California Angels. Passed away April 17th. He was 90 years old. Uh, He also was the manager in 77 and 78 of the Oakland Athletics and also had been a coach for several other teams, inducted in 2006 into the College Baseball Hall of Fame. We have about time for one more. God. Mike Stratton was a linebacker in the AFL and NFL. Six-time AFL All-Star, died May- uh, died March 25th. He was 78 years old. And Sterling Moss, British Hall of Fame race car driver from 1948 to 1961. He was in 529 races, Tom. And he, again, is in the
0: Motorsports Hall of Fame. Sterling Moss died April 12th ninety years old. He was one of those guys that they would put him back together and sit him back in the car and he would go. Yes, that's correct. Is that is that the list for tonight? That's it, Tom. That thirty three of them. Uh well it uh there was a couple of people that I had sort of missed. Like I said to you, I missed Bobby Mitchell and it seems like I heard when uh when uh Al Kaline died, and I'd always been a fan of his. In fact, I I have somewhere, I think, an Al Kaline rookie card from when he joined uh, the Tigers in 1953 and and barely missed joining the Orioles. Yeah, I went to the 1956 All-Star Game, and he played in that game. Well, he Uh he was mutually... Regarded well, he was regarded very highly by everyone. and He was the kind of guy that you would want your daughter to date, or something like that. Uh, when 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 he was all through his life, he was just a very very uh, a, a bright person. Well, I, I want to thank you for doing the, the sports list tonight. You 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 are just about exhausted yourself, and so on, and. Uh, Uh, I don't know when we'll do the next one. We may do one next week if we have enough people, but uh, but that will be up to you uh, because you have been collecting names since the the cutoff point for the present list. Dr. Edward Funkhauser is uh, Professor Emeritus of Communications at NC State University and has joined us for the last uh, 15 to 20 years to present a necrology, a Greek word for a list of those who have died but who deserve to be remembered. Tomorrow night we'll have trivia, and Monday night we are going to have uh, a book, a book about the life and career of Aaron McDuffie Moore, a financial leader in the city of Durham.